Welcome to the Engineering Emotions and Energy Podcast, where you can relax, recharge, and reconnect. And now, your host, Justin Wink. Today, I'm talking about how to handle hard situations using greater perspective and taking 100% responsibility for the situation. I'm going to do that by explaining my Escape from Folsom. That's that's where like some really cool like adventure music could go. Yep, I'm uh, recording today from my brand new place that I'm living. Uh, I can hear the ocean. I do have a view of the ocean from one of my rooms. It's fantastic. It's been uh, several several weeks in the making when I decided I wanted to. Uh, to live ocean adjacent and made it happen. And last week got the uh, lease signed, had everything good to go and realized it is time to no longer have any more belongings in the place where I was before, which is Folsom, California, outside of Sacramento. Maybe you've heard of Folsom, maybe you haven't. Uh, many people that uh, are not from the area know it because of a little old Johnny Cash song where he talks about going down to Folsom Prison, and I think he's known for having sung there. And so the Folsom Prison does have a museum, and it's half Johnny Cash memorabilia, half prison paraphernalia. It's really interesting. It's definitely just not a place that I uh, enjoy being because it's just not not fun to be around a prison. Avoiding prison is a big thing of what I'm into (laughs) and helping people relax, re-energize and reconnect. That's actually more what I'm into, which uh, would be really challenging if I was spending time in a prison. So about a week ago, I decided, okay, it's time to go to Folsom and get my belongings out of storage. And so a plan came about and... Ultimately, everything worked out. I got all of my stuff. I'm here. Yet, it was a very, very, very challenging process. I learned how to use the skills, and I'm going to teach you how to use these skills so that when things don't go your way, you can still find a way to get through it in as little pain and as little challenge as possible. Because maybe you've had times in your life where just things didn't work out, and maybe you overreacted and you actually just made it worse. So this is all about sometimes shit happens. It sucks. Yet, how can you get through it without making it any worse? And then maybe having a laugh about it. My plan was to take the train from the Bay Area to Sacramento and then rent a U-Haul. Well, it's a U-Haul. <laughs> or a U-Haul and bring it back with all of my stuff and close out my storage unit that I, I still had some belongings after selling my house because I wasn't exactly sure how I would get everything here. You know, train ride was delightful. If you've not taken the train in a while, I do suggest it. You usually will see some things that even if you've driven the way before, take the train because the train goes some different ways. You're going to see some sites you haven't seen before. It's going to be a different perspective. And the great thing is modern trains have Wi-Fi. So I was able to catch up on some videos while enjoying the scenery. It was just really, really 
quite delightful. When I finally got to the Sacramento area, that's when a lot of the delight started to kind of go a little sideways. First was I needed to get a get a ride from the train station to where I was going to meet a friend for for sort of an early dinner. Get the rideshare app, and I'm like, all right, pick me up, and it just starts picking sort of random streets in Sacramento, and I'm like, what the what the hell is this? Like, I'm not on F Street. I'm at I'm at the train station. Because usually at an airport, it goes, you're at the airport, here's where you get picked up by by your Lyft or your Uber. And so it took me like three times to finally dial in, okay, here's the train station, pick me up here. And I even added a note to the driver. And when the driver picked me up, he was like, oh, I'm so glad you put in the note that you were at the train station. Because he's like, I know where the train station is. It was not telling me to go to the train station. So all right, it's like, okay, this is this is weird. So get get dropped off meet my friend and we have some, some good food and we decide let's go get a massage. So I'm like, I'm tense from, you know, all the searching for a place to live and I know I'm going to be moving. So let me get, let me get loose, limber. Let's get, get set up. So there's a massage place really close to where we had dinner. And so me and my friend go and the massage starts. And then I just hear a lot of commotion and the woman stops the massage, heads out. And I can hear her talking, and then she comes back and goes, "Are you the one that called?" I'm like, "Yeah, I called and said, you know, the two of us would like to, you know, get a get a massage." Okay, thought it was you. Two other people said that they had an appointment. I think they're at the wrong place. Massage starts again. Pretty much every time somebody came into the massage place, the woman would stop the massage and go to talk to whoever had just come in, and I could. The, the walls were thin, so I could hear that my friend's massage therapist would also stop and go and talk. And this happened probably about four or five times over the course of a one-hour massage. And so, again, I'm still getting a massage. It's still pretty good, but not as good as uninterrupted. And I just kind of, well, that was strange. And I asked my friend, did your massage therapist stop every time? And she's like, yeah. And we're just kind of, that's really weird. Couldn't they trade off? Or already things are getting a little, a little interesting, a little tricky. I'm like, okay, you know, this last minute wasn't the, the nicest place. Get get what I pay for type of a situation. And asked my friend, all right, hey, could you uh, take me to my hotel? And he's like, all right, so drive to Folsom, get off the freeway. And there's all of this storage unit stuff for construction equipment, construction materials in the parking lot. And he's like, hey, it looks like there's some construction going on. I'm like, Oh, this, this this can't be for my hotel. I I don't recall there being any mention of construction because oftentimes they'll kind of say, "Hey, you're, we're having some construction, so it might be a little disruptive." Usually, they lower the price a little bit. You know, they're they're, they're busy doing some work, so it's going to be a little noisy. Not going to be as nice. So they usually go, "All right, we'll give you a little, a little less, uh, a little less pay, a little, a little more ease, a little bit more easy going." It's like, okay, great, but this was not the case with this this hotel. And um, outside of the main entry, it's completely blocked off. And it's like, he's like, where, where, where should I drop you? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Where does it say there's the, the front desk? And way over on the side, this little door says, has a sign printed out. It says front desk. I'm like, I guess this is it. So he drops me off, go in. And it's like walking through a construction zone. There's dust everywhere, uh, just a complete mess. And 
then find a little room that they're using as uh, the check-in. And like, yeah, you know, we're having a little construction redo in the front, front desk area, the reception, the dining. So uh, we're offering, you know, free, <laughs> free beer and wine. I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm not drinking right now, but appreciate it. And, you know, go check into my room and okay but not not the nice experience now all of this you're kind of going probably going like justin what are you bitching about like you didn't get a good massage front desk the reception area is being having construction none of this is all that big a deal and one of the first things i'd like to bring up is everything is really kind of subjective so to you my experience might not be that big a deal and i'm able to agree with you yet really what matters is not the severity based on anyone else's. It's through personal experience. You know, how does this impact me? So whatever's a bad experience for you is a bad experience for you. And so really it's, how are you going to deal with it? Whereas whatever bad experience for me, it's how I am going to deal with it. And we're going to get into responsibility here soon enough and broadening the perspective as well. So I understand these are very high quality problems to be having because I'm able to get a massage. I'm able to have a hotel to stay in. The next day, I wake up, it's time to go get my, my truck. So I reserved it, already paid everything ahead of time, and the place was not going to be open, but they have this feature where, oh, 24-7, using the app, you can pick it up. So I, I purposely picked a place that would be near the hotel, but also near one, my old-time favorite coffee shop located in Folsom. Fantastic place. Uh, everyone's friendly. They have some good breakfast. They have fun coffee drinks. So I walk there, and I get a lovely latte, and I get a yummy, yummy uh, chorizo breakfast wrap, my favorite, with salsa and hot sauce. And it's very quiet there. I almost thought they were closed, because it's Sunday morning when I'm picking this up. And I enjoy my meal. I enjoy my coffee. I still have a little coffee, and so I start to walk to where the U-Haul place is. And I see a bunch of trucks there. I'm like, all right, this is great. This is awesome. And then I go to open up the app and I have issues logging into the app. I'm like, okay, this is kind of annoying. So I got to go look up my password and I, I get logged in. And I'm going to go to check in and it just kind of goes to this next page. And it's just showing me that my reservation is for today. It's at this time. I'm, I'm a little late, but I can't do anything. I can't get the information on what, which truck is mine. There's like six trucks. How do I get my key? And so I call, I, I call the U-Haul customer service and I get a hold of a woman and she says, oh, well, you need to talk to our reservation expert. So let me transfer you over to that. And I'm like, all right, terrific. And I get the automated message saying, there are other people waiting on service. So you are about 20 to 25 minutes from getting help by somebody. And I'm like, that is really freaking long. Like it's already like 9.30, 10 a.m. My goal was to be on the road by 11 a.m. so that I could beat traffic because I really did not want to be in a bunch of traffic because coming off of ski week, President's Day week, whatever that is. So a lot of people went up into the mountains in Tahoe to enjoy what little snow there likely was. And I just didn't want to be in the traffic of people returned from Tahoe to the Bay Area. I wanted to be the early bird getting the worm, the worm being no traffic. I'm getting a little frustrated. I'm like, oh man, I don't want to wait 18 to 20 minutes. 
And then it offers, well, would you like to have a callback? I'm like, oh yeah, callback would be great. Maybe I can figure some stuff out and they'll call me back in 18 to 20 minutes. So I'd hit the button to get the callback. And that goes, all right, we will be calling you back at your number in approximately 50 to 75 minutes. I'm like, wait, what happened to 15 to 20 minutes? Now it's going to be like up to an hour till I get my call back. Like, what the fuck is this? Uh, nothing to do. It done hangs up on me. And so I've got this pending call back. So I'm like, wait, I remember I'll try the chat feature because a lot of times you can get, you can chat with customer service before you can get them on the phone. So I chat and I get somebody it takes them like three minutes because everything seems to take a few minutes because somebody's got to review the case where that's what they say. And I'm like, I can't get my U-Haul truck. What do I do? And I get this kind of stock response of, well, go to this website, you know, clear all your cookies, make sure that you're try a new browser and give that a go. And so I try that, uh, use another browser. I'm on my phone. I have no idea where this is going to go. Uh, and it still doesn't work. So it looks like either I don't have the reservation or it thinks I already have the truck. And it turns out that I lost the connection to the chat. So I tried to reinitiate another chat, uh, get in. And this person, I get disconnected from just about right when they get connected to me and figure out what my problem is. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to call in. It's been like 15 minutes, 20 minutes now. It's like if I would have just been on hold, I would have gotten a human being by now. Let me, let me call up. I'm on hold, waiting my 15 to 20 minutes. And then in parallel, let me try the chat one more time. And I'm starting to think I probably could have, uh, you know, gone back to my hotel room, gotten on my computer. Maybe I could have reserved another U-Haul at another place that actually had a human that I could have talked to and gotten this figured out. So I'm start, I'm really starting to freak out because it's been, it's been 25, 30 minutes and time's a waste. And I'm like, the whole point was to get this truck and to load it up and get out of here. I'm really starting to think, oh, did I waste my time? I'm, you know, having all these judgments about how I'm an idiot. I get somebody on the chat and they go, oh, well, you're past the time. Uh, yeah, you get locked out if you're not right on the window of when you said you were going to reserve it. So she's like, let me reset the time for you. And I'm like, that's great. Would have been nice if they would have communicated I needed to show up at an exact right time, you know, communication. What do I need to do? When do I need to do it? And what are the consequences if I don't do that? So resets the time and then boom, I'm able to get in and start the check-in process. One of the things that ha has me do is, okay, I got to take a picture of my, my driver's license. Okay, fantastic. And then it's like, now we need you to prove your identity by doing one, no, not one, but two of five possible options. Option one, give us a phone number of somebody, another human, and we'll call them and we'll check if they know you. Option two is uh, have a second person do that. Option three is we could call your employer and have them verify that you are who you say you are. Option four, uh, we could have a copy of a, of a current lease agreement of a place that you're leasing from. Option five, passport. All of these are great, except I'm sitting in a parking lot surrounded by U-Hauls, and I don't know if anybody's going to pick up the phone if I give them my number. I have my passport, but it's back at the hotel room. I have a lease agreement, but again, that's also at the hotel room. And then employment verification, it's freaking Sunday. So how is that going to work out? Why did they not tell me that I could, that I would be required to do this? This is not super easy 24-7 ease of picking up my, my U-Haul. I am freaking out. And then that's when I get connected to a human on the phone. And 
This guy was fantastic. He walked me through. He did make me get one person on the phone, so I was able to get a phone number of a friend. And luckily, I'm trying to get the number. I butt dialed them. So they're already like, what's going on? Like, why am I getting a weird call from you? I'm like, fantastic. You're you're on your phone. Yeah, please answer when some random number calls you because like, I need my fucking U-Hulk so that I can get out of here. So the guy gets gets my friend on the phone. So they verify I am who I am, which I don't know. That just shows that I'm able to get somebody else on a phone to perpetuate a possible fraudulent ID. I really don't know what that proves. And so I get through and then I get a code. It now becomes like a freaking escape room where I have to find my U-Haul and I have to get into the back of it using this code and it's not working. And so the guy's like trying to walk me through how to get the code in and how to get the pressure on the latch low enough so that I can actually get the lock to open and then up it opens, and there's the key, and I get the key, and I'm getting the U-Haul, and I'm able to get the car started, and it finally all came together. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it had been so stressful. I had been freaking out. And I'm sure maybe you're like, Justin, this is so stupid. Who cares? It's just a U-Haul. But I'm sure you've been in situations where maybe it was you were working with a computer and you had to get something done or you had to get cleared out of someplace, whatever it is, we've all had these situations where we thought things would go so smoothly, so easily, and then it's just like one thing after another, it's taking longer, it's taking more work, it's taking more time, it's taking more money. The other thing I realized, when I opened up the back of the U-Haul, I had ordered a dolly and some furniture pads, and those weren't there either. And through all of this, I I felt like angry, and like I wanted to yell at somebody, I wanted to curse somebody. Yet I always tried to remind myself that these other individuals that I'm talking to, they're not the cause of it. And I'm the one that's ultimately the cause of everything that's going on. I'm the one that reserved at a time and a place where there would be no people there to help me out. I'm the one that had all this stuff in storage in Folsom because I didn't figure out how to get rid of it or bring it with me. Where it is that you want to go when these things are happening is who's responsible And what's the greater perspective that you can have in the situation? Because all this time I tried to look at it from an outside observer. Because there were times where I'm just like, I just want to run back to the hotel room. And bigger observer's like, but then you're going to be 20 minutes away from when you do eventually get access to your U-Haul. When you finally do get access to your truck. Oh, my my heater's going. I've I've got to have to learn how to be in this new space. This is a learning environment. But, you know, maybe you hear it, maybe you don't. I could be the only one hearing it because I got a really good microphone. I got a really good setup. So it's possible you don't even hear this. I'm the only one hearing it. So I'm going to continue on. The important thing is you're responsible for everything in your life. I'm responsible for everything in my life. And so when something's going wrong, it's from my perspective that it's going wrong. And I'm responsible for setting up the conditions and the circumstances that got me into that situation. And then if I can add in finding another perspective, that outside observer, I knew I wanted to tantrum. And who likes to tantrum? Little kids. I definitely had little aspects of myself wanting to be like a little kid. So smash cut, can I have that outside adult perspective and just realize like, yeah, Justin, it's tough. I get you on a tantrum. It's just not going to help things right now. So be kind and be sweet to anyone who you can get to help you along the way. And also have a little kindness and sweetness 
to recognize that you are in a tough spot and that it's not going the way that you want it and that you're going to get through this one way or another. It might not have been how you planned it, yet maybe there's a reason. Maybe it is going to work out. Maybe you are learning the lesson that you need to learn. And one of the lessons that I felt like I was really learning was that my time in Folsom had come to an end, that it was really just a reminder that you've you've overstayed your welcome. It's time for you to get your stuff, get out of here, and go to where you're meant to be. Eventually, I was in that U-Haul. I did get all my stuff packed up, and I did get back to the Bay Area. And when I finally did bring that U-Haul full of my belongings into my new place here, I felt so good. I felt so wonderful, so phenomenal. And I was so proud that I didn't add any extra heartache. I didn't make it harder than it had to be. Yes, it was tough. It was a challenge. Yet, I got through it in as easy a way as possible. And I want you to learn from my challenges so that as much as it's improved, this was the least stressful moving that I've gone through in a long time yet. There's still some challenges, still some stress. So I know I still have some work. We all have some work. And for you to get that work and for me to get that work, let's work together. And if you want to work together, you know, just reach out to me at the end of the show. There'll be details on how you can contact me. I'm really excited to be in the new place. I feel like there's going to be some good things coming out here. And you're going to be the beneficiary of it. And I'm really excited. So with that, I'm going to let this show come to an end. Thank you and good day. If you want to contact the show, email me at podcast at justinwink.com. That's Justin, W-E-N-C-K. And find me on social media, Justin Wink PhD, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and YouTube. And if you want ways so that you can relax, recharge, and reconnect, find the Tuesday 20 every Tuesday at 12.05 p.m. Pacific. It's only 20 minutes, and it's going to get you relaxed, recharged, and reconnected. It's on YouTube, and it's on Facebook. So looking forward to seeing you there.